like the, everything we just talked about, I want to talk about on the show. All right, so we should make like a vocal note, but that's um, that should be like the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys this get that, 20 minutes of that bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of unfiltered communication, but it is recorded now. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I'm at with Clubhouse. The, the Bitcoin rooms there are incredible. Um, yeah. How long though? It's like it's, it feels like a ticking time bomb. It feels yeah. like either it's gonna get oversaturated with gurus, mm. or it's gonna just turn into. Well, why do I want to give you my phone number list when I could go to Facebook and use my friends list and right. talk to people that way? Right. Um, but wherever the influencers go, that's where people are mm-hmm. going to be. And right now they're in Clubhouse for sure. One thing, uh, one of my friends, um, Voss, he uh, was talking about like Clubhouse is going to be the new wave of communication. Yeah. Um, because we're not really meant to have like these tongue in cheek conversations on Facebook and the comment section. Yeah. Like when you can actually communicate, like the story you were telling me about, yeah. you know, one Bitcoin person telling a story and then some dudes like, Hey, homie in the other room said he's going to come and debate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you can't, it doesn't work the same way on Facebook, yeah. but on, on clubhouse, it's, it's just better to communicate because we're made to communicate verbally. Yeah. Yeah. You it, know what I mean? It, it is addicting. And yeah. that's probably in, in the, the social circles, like being in rooms with like Grant Cardone and stuff. It's like, wow, like this is actually happening. Francis you just said the Steve song. Francis yeah. deal or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, who was it? Swan Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. CEO posted, uh, he, he asked a question. He was like, well, what is it called when, you know, someone narrates a game or whatever? And then like his follow-up tweet was like, all right, we're going to narrate this game. And part of the play, part of the people narrating were Steve Francis and Katina Mobley. Who were washed up, by the way. But who, still. <laughs> who were washed up, who killed it in their day. They did, they did. I ain't going to hit on me. But it's an interesting cast. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, Bitcoiners and ball players. Really cool. Uh, that's yeah. just smart marketing. I don't, you think you paid for that? Who? You think uh, uh, Swan Bitcoin paid for that? I just know they have the better, more popular rooms there. I don't know yeah. if they're paying for it or if they just have a following that's, uh, or if they were just consistent with it, like every yeah. day, because they are. I think every morning they run a room. I think they run a room every day, all day. Yeah. Like whether it separates to like a different person moderating, mm-hmm. they break it up and they do like a Sunday church service yeah. where it's like, <laughs> where it's like uh, altcoin guys could come in and kind of like wash away their sins. <laughs> so they have like this, like they come in and they're like, they call you up to the audience and they're like, hey, uh, what is it that you you know you want to confess to the to the you know to the church to the audience or whatever about your altcoin experience and then you can go in there. I see dudes go in there and say Dodge coin is great and all that and they just get like squashed down. Like nah, you need to repent. You need to. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. I've seen uh, uh Camilla. You know Camilla from Swan Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. She also does a really good Latin. Um, I think it's Latin America specific, not necessarily mm-hmm. like Latinos here in the States. Yeah. But either way, all Latinos can go in there and that's a really cool room. I've gotten a ton of value out of that room. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think Swan Bitcoin is just doing the best stuff with their ability in Clubhouse. Yeah. But to answer your question, I have no idea if they're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just, you know, I'm always wondering like, yeah, because that's a dope way to promote on a yeah. new platform. You know what I mean? The same way you can do like sponsored posts. Like I, you could sponsor my business on a post and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, um, yeah. And you'll see that, hey, it's in partnership with Spotlight Coalition. Yeah. Et cetera. Um, I do like what they're doing. So yeah. I just think marketing wise, that's dope. And they've but, been, uh, whether it's spending the buck or whether it's probably spending the buck, they've made some of the bigger like acquisitions in the last few weeks themselves. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's money. I don't know if that's like a partnership deal. Like mm-hmm. they got Breed Love on board. They got yeah. um, uh, Lynn. I, I forgot her full name. But the financial specialist lady, mm-hmm. they got a bunch of people on board that were on board maybe say a month ago, and I don't think that had to cost them. I don't. I yeah. don't think that's. I mean, unless these entities said, "Hey, you know, we'll trade trade you the equity of the exposure." Like since you guys are everywhere, then we'll mm-hmm. we'll do a deal where you don't have to pay me as much because you're giving me exposure or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Shout out to Swan Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. they're doing big things. Yeah, um, they are. And Jan from the very beginning was just a great dude. 
mm-hmm. they came down and sat with us, and that was really cool. Um, so th- their education platform is really good and really strong. I enjoy following those guys. Yeah, yeah, they got a podcast too. I gotta start listening yeah. to. That. I didn't listen to it, but I did know they're they're everywhere. They got a YouTube yeah. channel. I think they're they're doing a lot of information thing. I thought the guy that ran their YouTube channel was Jan, kind of looking like. I don't know. I, or maybe the, the picture that I saw. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he kind of looking like, and I was like, oh, these maybe are two different Jan. guys. <laughs> maybe, but I don't think so. He went by a different name, unless yeah. Jan's going by an alter ego. But. <laughs> but you yeah, said you Jan's said a, a video producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, probably the same thing. He's not. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, you found that info. <laughs> but you joined Swan Bitcoin. What's uh, up with yeah. That? Um, How was that experience? So I signed up with one email. I never got a verification email. Um, that was annoying. Sure. Uh, second email worked fine. First one was a Gmail. Second one wasn't. I don't know. Um, but outside of that, uh, I'll be dollar cost averaging through Swan Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, they have the cheapest price. Um, out of like Coinbase and then Cash App and all that. When so, it comes to what fees? Yeah. When okay. It comes to fees. Ah. Uh, you break so, that down? Yeah. So uh, everyone charges a fee to buy Bitcoin. Um, some are cheaper than others. And if you're going to buy frequently and consistently, it's just the cheapest way to do it is through Swan Bitcoin. Maybe Coinbase Pro is cheaper. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I think sometimes exchanges, like, they can reduce those rates. Like, if yeah, Jim I and I wanted more people to buy Bitcoin on their platform, they could yeah. just reduce that rate. So it's probably changing, but I think Swan Bitcoin is um, one of the best price-wise. Yeah. And then, for me, it's just a separate stash. Okay. Um, Did they make and, you go through, like, the banking shit? Yeah, you have to put in your, your routing and checking. So you had to create a bank? I thought they were created it for you in the background. Like, where, where are they oh, storing it? I, oh, yeah. So I logged. Uh, I, uh, you, you set up your bank information into it so that you can get a, a deposit. A pull, right? Um, but I don't know what happens on the next steps. I know that my okay. first transaction is next week. It's scheduled. Okay. But um, the, uh, the bank information is so they could pull from you too, right? So your dollar cost average could come right from an account? Yeah, it okay. comes directly from your bank. Right. And then they can, he, they can push that to cold storage, right? I think that's what he was saying. So yeah. he doesn't, because when we asked him about security, he was saying that he they don't actually hold on to it. Yeah. What they do is they work with a bank out in like Colorado or, or like Utah or something like that, where they basically hold crypto and they do all the safing. But I wanted to know if you signed gotcha. up with Swan Bitcoin, if um, basically what did they need from you to set up that account for you in the background? Like, how could they go to a bank and say, I mean, we could just ask them yeah. direct. They're great people. But how do you go to a bank and just say, hey, Ben is not actually here right now, but Ben has authorized me to open this account for him. And then the bank opens it, I guess, and they just hold your Bitcoin there. And find that out. I yeah. don't know. He he did tell us yeah. that that's how it worked, but um, yeah. Once again, I, I guess it, we should have asked him more about how how yeah. it is that without the person being there, they can do that. Yeah. But I love Swan Bitcoin. I you know uh, I'll probably end up doing their dollar cost averaging. My argument was, and I don't know if we caught this while we were recording or not, but mm. um, I already am really good with dollar cost averaging. Like it's automatic. It's religious to me. And I immediately move everything that I built up during the week to cold storage when I buy my weekly money. Um, so I guess my point would be is why do I need you guys? That's not a mm-hmm. diss. That's just an obvious question. If I already do this religiously by myself, yeah. I think this is a service for like you said, somebody who just wants to forget about it Yeah, and, and keep going about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it's just another bucket. Yeah. Or it's just like Easy right, my dollar cost is here. Maybe I'll do some big buys there. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about that whole block five thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So trying to, trying to figure out, you know, what's yeah. what, but I want to have, you know, stashes here and there. Gotcha. As far as everything goes, we just set up the, uh, ledger nano, uh, oh. got the cold storage going. That's not Pretty an painless. ad by the way. This is not an ad. Yeah. Um, let's talk about <laughs> that process. What is this? Let's talk about this. What, what is this? Why does, what is, why is it a USB? Yeah. 
is my Bitcoin on this USB? Yeah. If someone sticks me up and they take the USB, am I robbed? Yeah. What? It's a, uh, it's a, I heard somebody say on Clubhouse that a hardware wallet is basically just a signature generator, right? So when you transact into Bitcoin and out of Bitcoin, like when you send to people, you basically need your private key to sign the transactions for it to go through. That device just signs transactions for you um, and makes it easy for you to do. Um, but it also generates your private key and it generates your wallet, your keys, right? Um, if somebody were to stick you up, you're okay. You can give them the device. They just can't get the seed, which is the 24 words. Uh, because in theory, you can just go buy another ledger. And, and this is not only if you get robbed, this is if it burns, if it breaks, if it malfunctions, you get another ledger. And with your keys that you generated on that device, you can just get your Log wallet in. back. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bitcoin so, don't live there. So yeah, let's explain that. If you're yeah. carrying this around, what's the likelihood that you have your seed in your pocket or what should you do with your seed? Uh, don't carry that around. It'd be very weird for you to walk. <laughs> I mean, unless you were transacting a lot, like basically you needed to go to a place where you needed to generate an address, then I guess it would make sense. But most phone apps do that nowadays. So it's kind of weird to walk around with the hardware device itself. But um, as for your 24 words, this is one of the rare situations in life where you should be extremely paranoid in a good way. Like, you know, hide them, but don't trick yourself out of it. You don't want these things near there. I will give a fun fact that I gave to you for anybody. Every time you generate a wallet, you get 24 words every single time for that wallet to secure it. So what I would recommend is if you store your hardware wallet somewhere and you want to keep like a dummy wallet, 24 seed phrase next to it, you can do that. And that's just an extra layer of security. Once again, being paranoid, we don't want this to happen to anybody. But if somebody breaks into your house and they say, hey, you know, good old example, gun to the head example, they tell you, hey, give me your hardware wallet because I know you have a lot of Bitcoin. Well, you can give them the wallet and give them this dummy 24 words and hopefully walk out with your life and hopefully walk out uh, with your money still. Because <laughs> in turn, by the time they get back, you already know they got a fake wallet. So, you know, you, you want to keep those things separated. You don't want them near your device. Um, and, and that's what that is right there. That's just one version of it. There's different companies with different philosophies. It just depends how deep in the security rabbit hole you want to go. You don't own the keys. You don't own the cheese. That's how you own the keys. Literally, you get 24-word keys, and you get your money. And it's pretty cool. Uh, we were talking about it when you got here uh, 10 years ago. I think they were just doing this stuff over software, like a computer. I even saw somebody say that in order to transact on Bitcoin, it would print out like a QR code for your wallet and an address for your wallet. And that's how you would interact with the world, like go yeah. do whatever. And then whenever you deposited a new amount into your wallet, you would have to scrap the old paper and get a new printout of a new QR code with your new wallet and your new updated balance or whatever. And just imagine the security risk in that, dude. You're printing out receipts. You're just walking around with receipts. Uh, so 10 years ago, I think that's what they were struggling with. And Crazy. Here we are with devices that do all that stuff in the background for you. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. But good move on your end, man. I've, I get nervous for you, man, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to secure it, man. Yeah, like we talked about the whole, like even Binance getting hacked. Yeah. And they popped, what, 40 million? Yeah, that's not Binance like paid that. it back. Yeah. So like. Kudos to them for paying it back, but. That's huge, man. Yeah, that's. Because like, what, if, what happens if you don't? It, How many uh, customers yeah. do you lose? Yeah. And do they care? Right? Because yeah. if they didn't have the reserve to pay it back. Yeah. Then they could just be like, sorry, but sorry, I guess. Like, you guys yeah. lost your money. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, that's when it comes back to, um, you know, just. Custodial and treating mm -hmm. this thing different than, you know, treating it like if it was fiat and, and that type of stuff, because right. it, it is a different entity. It's a different 
asset, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make a lot of money off of it, but it makes a lot of money on its own, and it's just one of those situations. But hardware wallet, good for you, mm-hmm. man. Super excited. It's the smartest thing to do. It's easy. Yeah, it's not super difficult. Easy. Yeah, I could have did it without you. Absolutely, it takes fifteen yeah. minutes tops, twenty minutes. And just... I'm I'm kind of techie, right? Yeah. Um, I think they did I, a good job. Shout out yeah. to Ledger. I mean, yeah, it's a, if you if you're a newbie to this, yeah, the Ledger Nano X was an easy setup yep. for someone if you're non-technical absolutely prompts on the ledger prompts on the software instructions and then you'll find youtube tutorials easy ui yeah uh step by step i think their phone app is pretty good too i don't recommend it putting on the phone but you know they you know basically your private keys don't live on the app so having it on your phone is the same thing as having like cash app it's just another app that reads your public key uh which is okay uh and it shows your balances right and then you can transact with it but um to the newer people if you're buying any of these products, don't buy them on Amazon. Buy them from specifically the Ledger website. Make sure it has the little lock on the corner and, and, and the Chrome bar there uh, or whatever bar you're using. And that's going to make sure that it's the secure site. Your information is secure. And it's going to make sure that you're buying it from them direct from their manufacturing. This is super important. You know, you, you can buy them on Amazon and stuff like that, but that's very weird uh, because they, Amazon basically has to store it. And that allows the ability, remember, paranoid, um, for somebody to tamper with the box. You, you hear stories where these devices show up with the 24 words already generated and, and on a little card that says, hey, turn me on, and here's your 24 words. Now, the average person doesn't know this. So they're like, oh, Ledger's awesome. They did the work for me. Lo and behold, you're putting that money into somebody else's wallet, and they have the seed words, and they're going to be able to recover it. Buy direct. Trezor, Ledger, uh, Cold Card, which is CoinKite, the company. These are not ads, but if you go down that rabbit hole, it's important. For yeah. people to know that they should buy it directly, manufacture on a on a lesser scale. Just relating to that, yeah. There's a reason I don't buy uh, video memory cards from Amazon. Please explain. Because you'll get fake ones. Really? Yeah. And what is the fake? It just burns out, or? Uh, I mean, if you're shooting like 4K 60 frames, you'll go to hit record. I'll be on a paid shoot. I got some new cards. I'm excited, and like, wow. I'll get an error on the camera, and I won't be able to use it. Wow. And so that's why we buy direct from the source, B and H places like that. I didn't. Okay, B and H. Um, okay. But yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, man. Eh, see, see, that's the argument against Amazon, and I know this isn't that type of podcast, yeah. but the argument with Amazon is that is that, yeah. you know, they, they depends g- on what you buy. Right, they get it to you, but they yeah. they've they've opened up an avenue for a lot of counterfeit stuff to swing through mm-hmm. and uh, counterfeit market would always be there, man. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. the fact that they got like a legit platform to do it, on, <laughs> yeah. it's and like, then, and then talking about doing that with this stuff and people's money, people's like, money, yeah. It's like a portal to rob people. Yeah, and the misinformed people just don't know. Because yeah. once again, if you don't know anything, and yeah. the 24 word shows up, and it says, turn me on, here's mm-hmm. the 24 I, I probably would fall for that. I probably uh, would yeah. just be like, yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah. We're rolling. Let Boom. me throw. <laughs> what if that would have been me? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll do it without you, Jose. Yeah. And boom. Like, yeah, I already got crazy. my 24s. I don't know what you're talking about. Crazy. Uh, another crazy. small tip that I gave to you that yeah. I didn't get to do, that I would want anybody trying this to do is, they say to, you know, put a small amount, five, ten dollars or whatever, um, and purposely try to lock yourself out of your wallet and then recover it. So A, you know how to recover. You can go through that experience. And B, you can make sure that those seed words actually get you back to your wallet and your funds. Yeah. I didn't get to do that. And now I'm at the point where I don't want to try to do that. Mm. <laughs> but I have confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, listen, it's, yeah. I'm going to lock myself out the vault completely and I'm going to try and get back. And I'm going to try to get back in with hopefully the right key yeah. um, with no foolproof error. Yeah, I'm going to do that tonight with like $10. Yeah, you should for sure. And I should have done I'm that. the same way when I'm sending money. If I'm sending Bitcoin from one spot to, or whatever, Ethereum, yeah. 
I do a test transaction and I wait for the blockchain to confirm. Because, right. bro, you're no off one letter. Where does the money go? There's no turning back. Yeah. So yeah, I, I <laughs> that's one of those things that I wish I could have done. I didn't do, but and my research into Bitcoin, into security, and so all that, I feel confident that it's it's pretty tamper proof. Yeah, like it's one of those things that it does its job and it does it well and it's done it for a long time. Over, I mean, imagine how many people open wallets daily and. Yeah. Um, and the system seems to work out, but it is a nice little fail safe if you start because you get to now start with five bucks or so and test it out. Yeah. yeah. And you know, sort of like any other tool, you get to learn how to use it. Right. And one day you got to recover this thing. You won't be new to it. Yeah. Um, so I recommend doing that for sure. Yeah. All right, man. So Lynn's article on BlockFi. Yeah. Um, shout out to Lynn again, cause she okay. just joined the Swan Bitcoin team. And I think this article was timed at a good time. I, I like the irony in that situation where she's on a company that I guess would be comp- not really, they're not a lending platform, but you know, business competition, but she still wrote a really good outstanding article on, on one of the competitors, BlackFi. What'd you think about the article? You're the one that sent it to me. Yeah, I read it through. Um, I thought it was detailed. I figured you would like it cause it was lengthy and like, <laughs> I know you like stuff like that. And I know, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think I know that you like her stuff and yeah. so that you just like her perspective on it. And some of the bigger guys were retweeting that. So I figured it was something important. Yeah. Um, um, I skimmed through it. I'll be yeah. honest. Um, I do, I do love her writing. There's an article on Ethereum that anybody listening should check out, uh, where she goes unbiased and she gives the honest truth. Yeah. yeah. She did this with the black fire, with the black fire article, right? She did highlight it's, you know, trouble spots, which is, you know, the FDIC not backed and a few things like that. But she also kind of nailed how we've been talking about BlockFi, which is like, she has a little bit in there. She plays with it in there. She gets her interest. I believe she says she has Pax Gold, a little bit of a, I don't know much, if anything, about Pax Gold. But she owns a little bit of that. And I, I, I guess we nailed it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I guess that's the best way to do it. Yeah. What do you think about it? Yeah, use BlockFi conservatively. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You want to take on more risk, take on more risk. But sure. the reward is expensive. I think that is very basic. I use it as check. I've said this before, savings account 2.0. But now I'm starting to see it as like, this would be the Bitcoin that I'm okay with spending or, or liquidating or whatever yeah. it may be. Um, as opposed to my cold storage, like I told you before we started recording, I don't want to sell it. I know it sounds like everybody has their price, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I really don't want to get rid of that until, you know, I'm of the age to be able to give it to my kids, like that type yeah. of idea. Um, so if I were to update for the listeners, how I feel about BlockFi, same thing, play it safe, but yeah, there is nothing wrong with being able to put a Bitcoin stash that you know is going to increase in value because this thing is increasing in value, get some interest on it and then not feel so guilty about selling the asset when you need to leverage for a house or leverage for a car or leverage for whatever the heck you want to leverage for. Yeah. So, uh, I like Lynn's article. Shout out. I think that's kind of where I got from it, from skimming it. Yeah. Was that she was telling people that there's the possibility of it, you know, the problems with it. Right. But that there's always a place for it. Yeah. And, and there's always a need for services like that. Blackfire seems to be taking off. Yeah, they're, they seem to have an edge on the competition based on the way, like, the internals of their company are set up. Yep. And that they're doing business with, like, Fidelity and, like, regular. Is that new business or from the beginning? I think this is new business. And then I think from the beginning, they're, they've partnered with big people like that where they're not just, like, your traditional crypto lending spot. Okay. Um, so I'm learning more as, as I go, um, yeah. checking more into like their white papers and yeah. articles about them. Um, yeah. And then Lynn's article came out and it's just like, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with it. So yeah. kind of affirmation. Um, the second piece of that is that, so BlockFi is a lending service. And if you had two Bitcoins in BlockFi, 
theoretically you could borrow against both bitcoins yeah. you can take out a usd loan it yep. won't hit your credit and you can buy more bitcoin and Crazy. <laughs> this is you, another avenue to travel you can turn two to three or you know whatever whatever yeah um based on based on the terms you get but i pulled up peter mccormick's tweet yep. and he had borrowed i think traditionally he went through a bank he got like a six-year loan yeah at uh under 10 percent yeah. i think it was like six percent maybe um yeah. and he bought two and a half bitcoins when bitcoin was around 22 grand yeah and he was like as long as i pay this loan back by 2026 with extra interest you know, it'll be he's, fine. He's good. And he's like, as long as Bitcoin is above 23,600, then I'll be fine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, so Bitcoin's I, doubled since that. He's paying out of pocket. Is that the theory? He's paying for a loan. Okay. It's like, it's like, I mean, it's like buying a car, right? You buy okay. the car at yep. $40,000 and the bank kind of loans you it and then you just pay for it. But you're locking in that $40,000. Right. And um, then you get to walk away with the car. Yeah, and then you get to walk away with the yeah, Bitcoin. And and it's financed, right? Yeah. Um, but he gets two and a half coins at that day's rate. Yeah. Um, it makes sense, man. I, it is. It is incredible that you can even do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that there's a yeah. market so that's even. He came up ninety nine thousand dollars with basically probably like a car note payment. Yeah. Taking the risk on it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like the idea. I mean, my argument, and, and I'll just throw it out there for the fans so they can have their own little debate in their head is. I like to play devil's advocate, and to me, it's just one of those things where um, you you bring fiat-minded logistics to an asset like Bitcoin, and this makes companies like BlockFi pop up, which is not a bad thing, but eventually the rules get in place, and then we, the people that trust these companies, are going to be the same people that are going to be complaining, well, why is it like this? Yeah. Why is it like that? When BlockFi becomes like Amazon? In what way? You mean like, like as powerful? or? Just whenever they decide to move the field goal post, because as a business, they're going to be able to. And unfortunately for us, the people that rely on these products, like those loans and stuff like that, uh, we never remember that we sign up for them to be able to move the field goal post whenever they want. So the thing is that is as long as we're able to pay it off, which the way Bitcoin is going, why the hell not? The numbers add up. But as long as we're able to understand, too, that we can't be the same people that get mad when something changes during that time that you're paying that back or with the company structure itself whether it goes under or it gets built. Uh, and that's what I fear in Bitcoin and not just in BlockFi. I feel like every episode we beat on BlockFi. <laughs> oh, at least I I do. think we're just being transparent. Yeah, right, right. Because every, every exchange has a downfall. For sure. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Coinbase, and anytime there's a spike in Bitcoin, yeah. you can't even log in. Every time. Why is this still happening? That QR code thing. You were the, the QR <laughs> I'm trying to send money to cold storage and Coinbase won't pull up the QR code. Coinbase, if you're listening... <laughs> I don't know. A QR code you guys couldn't even handle. That yeah, was a tough I, one. I restarted my phone. I restarted the app. Like, yeah. what is this? Why do I have to type? How many, how many letters is that? Right, right. Like 30? It's, yeah, some, I think it's 24, actually, that common 24. Uh, uh, yeah, but the thing is this. It's, yeah. it's that. It's, you know, yeah. Back to the thing is, if we are trying to run away from a certain game and certain rules, if we introduce those rules to the new asset, mm -hmm. unconsciously, we're not trying to do this. We're just trying to get loans on our Bitcoin and do... Then eventually rules have to govern those situations and those entities. And we may not like that. Yeah. Because the beauty of this is that we own this thing. Mm -hmm. That's all. But yeah. there's a history of people being able to leverage yeah. valuable possession possessions. Mike, and this is a valuable Yeah, one. Michael Saylor talks about it in episode five with Breed Love. And yep. he was like, listen, every real estate mogul, the Trump family, and everyone else, you know what they've done? They've 
borrowed against their real estate. Yep. It appreciates 20% that year. They borrow it at 4%. And so their arbitrage is 16%. Right. And like they don't have to face capital gains yeah. and they don't have to face other taxes because it's just a loan. Right. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. But bring the, and I don't know much about yeah, those yeah. numbers, but bring this rule to the game now that every, and I think Preston Pish actually hits on this a lot. You are com- in that compare, not you, everybody is comparing it to the, there isn't only 21 million houses. Yeah. So you can keep doing this in that type of situation. And this situation is a completely different ballgame because these companies that we're lending to, they know it, but they're, they're trying to keep us blind to the fact that it's worth a lot more than they're even giving us to yeah. do these trade-offs and these deals. Yeah. Put it this way, if, if BlockFire is giving me 10%, I don't even think you should be giving me that. That's how much valuable my collateral is. I yeah. shouldn't even be paying 10. Yeah. And that's what I mean is that we're introducing these rules and we're playing ourselves short with something that's never existed before. And oh, unlike, and unlike real estate, we can't keep making this shit. Yeah, yeah. So I think they need to pony up. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think you're going to see interest rates skyrocket. Yeah, yeah, we've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. but in that scenario right there, I think they got to pony... All right, you don't hit my credit. That's cool. I do like that. That's dope. Yeah. 10%? Yeah. I'm giving you the Mona Lisa? Yeah. 10%? Yeah. That, that's where I'm... Okay. Here's, I don't know. I'm, I'm super optimistic where I'm just yes, like, yep. all right, 10%. Yeah. yeah. If if I had two bitcoins and I if you collateral them you can yep. I think it's like two point ten okay um would would be necessary bitcoin collateral to yeah. take out a loan for the current value of bitcoin which is at fifty two thousand right I think your loan to value ratio is your your options are either thirty five percent or fifty um if you're on the lower end your interest rate goes from ten down to seven point nine yep. um so it's it's pretty cool how they have it set up where sure. there's like it can fluctuate. And then, I mean, if Bitcoin can go up more than your interest rate, then you're in the money. You right. just got to pay for that monthly. And so it's the same idea of you're, you're buying Bitcoin at today's rate financed yeah. for 12 months at 10 points. It makes sense, man. Uh, yeah. And, and as human beings, I yeah. mean, we can sell ourselves on anything. Yeah. So if those numbers add up, it's numbers, bro. It, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I'm not, I would never so, shoot down the fact that it works. It works. A friend of mine has done it. Uh, and I think he bought, I think he got like 20 grand yep. and he bought uh, Cardano. He bought Ethereum. He bought Bitcoin oh, and something else. Man. And he's staking. Um, That's what I would have not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the yeah. whole thing on bit, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like Cardano, it's an exciting project. They got a lot going on. A lot I've of heard people it. keep talking about it. Yeah. Um, it's just doubled recently and they're yeah. saying it, it has a, a good run up. So this, this one dude I follow on Twitter, he's like, you know, you're going to get really rich on altcoins. If you trade uh, them, okay. But, but but put your profits in Bitcoin. I would, yeah, I would have Basically. to be convinced, right? Like yeah. you know, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think just like Bitcoin, I, I don't think my love for Bitcoin is exclusivity. Like yeah. I don't think it's just because of that. I just think it's because if it all makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. If this has been proven and been tested, and I can go in and find out how it's secure, how it's great, then I feel comfortable investing in it. And all these other altcoins don't offer that yet. Absolutely. Let's talk about uh, what Jan retweeted. Go ahead, hit me. That certain cryptocurrency, it was a yep. top 100 coin that yep. someone hacked into it and basically erased everyone's stash of it. Right. That's the problem. I, I, Dogecoin is the perfect example. And yes, everybody keeps telling me, it's a joke. I yeah. got it. It's a joke. I understand. But when people are putting money in it because of network effect, mm-hmm. it's not a joke at that point. It's an investment. I, yeah. So um, I don't know the amount of nodes, but let's just say like 3% of, of nodes basically govern Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. 
So that means if you guys understand why Bitcoin is so secure because of the peer-to-peer system of it and how many nodes have to be hacked, your Dogecoin could just get destroyed like in 10 minutes. I don't even think it'll take a hacker that hard of a time. So going back to my thing, you think is they're it, working on that? What you think hackers are? are I don't to... even think they have to try. That's how basic that system is. Isn't there like a lot of money in that right now? Dogecoin. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the just market a, cap is crazy. It's just a pinata ready to get sliced. It was it was top ten for a little bit. All right. So you're putting well, not you personally, because that's a market. Yeah, yeah. A, a whole combination of people are basically trusting a pinata that keeps getting whacked. Mm-hmm. Because whenever the right hacker comes in and says, "Oh, there's enough for me to want to work on this," yeah. I don't I don't think with you know three percent of node power. I don't think you're going to be able to defend that system. Yeah. I don't, so everybody's coin is gone. Sort of like in that example, Yanvi tweeted. Yeah. And I think that's the case with the majority of these altcoins. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where it's dangerous. Now, you know, your buddy sounds like he has the ability to do this comfortably, meaning that, mm-hmm. you know, that's not his major goose egg or whatever. Yeah, I do like that. You know, I've been doing that with Ethereum, scraping the gains of it and putting them in Bitcoin and putting mm-hmm. it in Bitcoin. So I love that. But for the average person, which I would like to think right now is our listener. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your energy on that stuff if you don't have it. Like, you're spreading yourself thin, and these these systems are not even proven yet. I talked to uh, a friend of mine recently, and he said um, they started buying crypto recently. Uh, He should have started sooner. Sure. Um, Like, everybody feels that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, he was like, you know, this is what I'm holding. And he has, like, everything but Bitcoin. Hey. And I'm like, no, no, just, you know, scrape down your positions, holding Bitcoin. Um. Yeah, yeah, so good, good to get a good advice from you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, many, that's only I could, I could think of. Yeah, how many people keep? I mean, I, I'm gonna go extreme on them. Yeah, dump all that, go to Bitcoin. Yeah, like, I mean, why wouldn't you? This yeah. thing is like the surest of surest thing that I've seen in probably my whole life. I mean, yeah. this is people like to like say it's speculative. I don't think so at this point. It's, no, it's yeah, it's pretty proven. Nope. And you know, as a you know techie guy, I guess even from the background, like the security standpoint of Bitcoin, and yeah. it's pretty foolproof and. Once again, if you're putting your money in this, Mm -hmm. you need to know these things. And I just saw Coinbase send me an announcement a little while ago about um, we're launching Ethereum Mm 2.0, which I know has been working out for a while, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. Like, imagine if Bitcoin right now was like, yo, what's up, y'all? We're going to switch this up to Bitcoin 3.0. I don't, I think the market will plummet. I think people would be like, why? I'm out of here, right? Because... You know, in software, the more e- the easier things are and in crypto, and the more easier things are, the more stable they are, right? right? Because there's no weaknesses. You're not right. building custom things. You're not, you know. So it, it's so basic that it's secure. It's the model. So now Ethereum is basically trying to ex- expound on itself and get bigger on itself and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think the the problem is that is that it can work. Ethereum will be a very it is a very big marketplace and it will mm-hmm. grow and it will make more money. But you can't just change the simpleness of it by trying to add. More and more, yeah. and then sell it as this is an improvement, right? Because what that leaves open is future vulnerabilities. So you improve the crap out of it, but you left this hole open over here. And then when people like you and I start pumping thousands into this thing, well, that hole over there is going to get exposed really damn fast. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with most coins. Uh, I don't know what they all do, but I know they all um, are designed software. So there's teams that work on this stuff. Uh, and with Bitcoin, I think it's just one of those things where when we build on tiers. We never break the foundation. So the developers on Bitcoin rarely ever change anything on the foundation code. Mm. And once again, it's so simple that it's unhackable in that sense. Uh, and then the peer-to-peer aspect and all that. So be careful, guys, if you play with all coins. It's not that you can't, you know, be opportunistic. You've talked about so it before. So many messages about Dogecoin. So I, many. So I made a video about it. 
I would do a theorem, by the way, yeah, but I instead mean, of Dogecoin. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I made a five-minute video of like, yeah, this is an altcoin. Ride the wave from two to eight. Ride the wave from four to yeah. eight. Be put active. A, put a stop loss on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't put all your, don't put your mortgage money here. Yeah. And don't think you're going to get rich because that's not how it works. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's some a, people who, who traded it like that where, you know. Good message too. It was yeah. up a thousand plus percent. Like, yeah. I think but, that message needs to be out more because you're right. Yeah. It, it, there is a way to leverage that type yeah. of stuff for sure. And I do applaud that. But if you're not, if you're like me and you're not active, meaning that you don't watch your, you know, your trades or put stops, I don't even know yeah. how to do that. But it, what I tell people is like, whenever you get into something, think about how much money you want to make. Yeah. So if something goes up 40%, are you happy at 40%? Right. Are you going to cash out there? Or do you think it's going to go a thousand percent? You know what I mean? So if you're, if, if in your mind, you're like, all right, 40% is good. I'll close a trade when I hit 40%. And that's your trade plan. Right. You know what I mean? And then think about how much money you want to lose. Right. 10%, 20%. Right. Right. So the block set your stop limit on those parameters where your stop loss is, you know, under and you lose 20%. And then you can limit it where once you hit 40% gain, it'll close your trade. And you can do that all software. And right? you can do it all software, finance, et cetera. Finance, you will... About to sign into my mobile account? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what y'all hiding behind this login screen, but they made it incredibly difficult for me to get in, dude. Yeah. It is nuts. Like, yeah. it's not even worth it. I'm just like, Binance, I'm out of here. Binance US or Binance? Well, I had an original Binance account. Yeah. And then when I went to the mobile, the US account, yeah. it just wouldn't accept my password. I did the forget password thing, and I've done yeah. this five different times. I've yet to receive Trash. a, a, a re Yeah, I, it wasn't even worth it. You should I tweet them. It wasn't even worth it, right? Like yeah. I'm like, you don't got it together, then you're either overwhelmed, yeah, or you just they have been, right? Or you just not my cup. You're not you're trash. You're not yeah, my yeah, cup yeah. of tea or whatever. Right. Uh, so I went and just downloaded Kraken. I haven't done on it, but Kraken's login and their connectivity was yeah very secure. They're the first ones that made me go to my browser, get an API key to connect to the mobile app, which I think cool. is a nice line of security there. If you can log yeah. in there and get that, then we good over here. But I I, I went to Kraken because of I should that. probably get an account there too. Yeah, man. Yeah, because they got all the coins. That's what I want. Um, I haven't thought about any, like, allocation towards other coins, like, to yeah. do, like, the flipping stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But I want to be able to have the account there whenever I decide to try to do such a thing. Yeah. Because I do think there is a benefit in flipping. And thankfully, I'm in a position where I could have a little extra to flip. Yeah. Uh, but those all coins, man, I think the message you're giving is solid because what happens is, is people get caught up on the Elon effect. People mm -hmm. get caught on their peers, right? Like their peers will come and say, hey, you should buy Dogecoin. Everybody on social media. And, and, and that's not the information to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who's doing what because, you know, sort of like in other areas of life, you need to, you need to make sure that when those people are not around and your shit fails, mm -hmm. if it fails, yeah. you want to be able to stomach that and be like, right. and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Yeah. Like, damn, I can't believe yeah, because those, of Facebook. Those, those GameStop options, those AMC options, this one dude... His account was at 40K and now it's at like 10. I thought he was going to go the other way. I thought you guys were going to tell me he went like 80. <laughs> no, I mean, there were some dudes who. who he did it wrong, is what you're saying. Like millions. Played the game um, wrong. I, the, one of the dudes that made millions, I think he's being charged by the SEC. See, is it worth it? <laughs> I mean, with fiat, it is because yeah. this thing is not growing. Like, I got to yeah. make this thing grow because. Yeah. But with the Bitcoin, you bring those rules over to Bitcoin and it's like. Yeah. I keep saying hippie. Maybe I'm a hippie. Maybe yeah. I just, the philosophy for me is just that, but it's just weird how we escape a game to reintroduce the game. Yeah. It's just so weird to me, but that need money out here, man. And there's people making moves and then yeah. that's, that's the, what it is. But that's the scary part about that. Um, we will talk about the Michael Saylor and his strategy. Yeah. Get into that, man. Yeah. So Michael Saylor's bought in a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin 
with MicroStrategy. He's yeah. the CEO of MicroStrategy. They're a software company. Yep. He's a super smart dude. I've heard of one, by the way. I've never heard of them before this shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, he, he, he talks about Bitcoin and he talks about it as its energy. Yeah. It's like the supreme energy and it's, it's your store of value. And, you know, it's this asset that's unlike anything we've ever seen in the Breedlove series where he goes from, you know, the history of money and how, you know, life isn't fair. And sometimes you don't want war, but war wants you. And sure. it's just, it's, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Each episode. Um, but yeah, he starts talking about just, you know, pretty soon every major company is going to have Bitcoin on their balance sheet because it's the best store of value. Yeah. Um, and he's like governments, small governments, cities, towns, like Miami's already working to give their employees away for them to get paid in Bitcoin. Shout out to them. And then their ticket parking. I got yeah. two tickets when we were out there, bro. Yeah. 72 bucks. And they I like that idea. They would have got that in Bitcoin. Yeah. I like and now that. all of a sudden a city is growing their own treasury. And they were hopefully able to liquidate it and put it back into the city. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm parking tickets are crazy, bro. Well, when I told somebody at work about it, like when that news came out, yeah. I was like, this only makes sense if they put it back in. Yeah. Like who is custodial of this? Who is holding if it's the city, cool. So I like that. You get the yeah. traffic tickets, they inflate, your city makes more money, and then you can put that back into whatever. 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 Yeah. But it, if it's like, you know, a sleazy politician that holds these mm-hmm. keys or whatever, it's like, no, I'm not paying you my that'll, ticket. That'll be in the show in the future. But that's what I mean. You're introducing legacy yeah. stuff into. Yeah. Um, but I do like the employees having the option. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that a lot. Um, I think that's what I think everybody across it, the the current way to get paid in Bitcoin would be through Strike or your personal wallet. Strike is probably the easiest bet. Yeah, yeah I think there's a few ways to do it. Is there um, a KYC or 1099 with that? Yeah, there is. Sure. Okay. Yep. All uh, right. So what I'm asking is, is it reported to the IRS government? Only if you liquidate it, I'm assuming. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't know how the taxes yeah. work. Like, if gotcha. I'm a, if I'm a, like, if I'm a, uh, like, if you work for me, like, in, if I'm an employer, yeah. I don't know what the tax situation is for me to pay them half in Bitcoin and half in cash. Yeah. But I'm going to go on a limb and say the IRS is going to want all of the taxes for, like, if it was all fiat, and yeah. then the conversion is up to you, Miami. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, they right. do, let us get our piece before you do all this conversion, and then you let them, you convert it. Yep. Uh, but Strike is a way, I hear Cash App is making a move into that. Yeah. Where they get, but I, I think, Jack, and I don't know any of these guys, I'm just guessing. I think Jack Dorsey is very careful on not killing guys like Jack Mahler. Like, I yeah. think he wants them to grow, yeah. and he wants them to have market share. And I think if Cash App does pretty much what Strike is doing, they're going to kill them. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, Jack Mahler makes this argument where he's like, I don't care what I'm doing in America. As long as I'm helping Honduras, as long as, and that Cash App won't go out there. And, that's and that's it's super not, real. That that's dope. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, here in the United States or in North America, mm-hmm. I think if Cash App were to allow people who are already depositing their checks there to ha- get half of it automatically sent, and they could do that in the background with AI, they could just say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this percentage, shoot it over as soon as it comes in." And we yeah, do. It'll be. I mean, the same way I scan a check now and deposit it to my bank, yeah. you'll scan your check yeah. to Cash App. Yeah, yeah. Or it would be <laughs> like like Cash App already has the feature where you could do one standard time yep. or the you know the uh, dollar cost payment. average. Yep. Yeah. So it would just literally be one of those set. Whenever it triggers, the payment comes in and it automatically just converts it to Bitcoin. Fire. You wouldn't even see it. Fire. But once again, the Jack Mallers of the world here in North yeah. America are not going to survive that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. literally taking their whole business model if you think about it. Right. Uh, and I know Jack uh, uh, Dorsey has been. Uh, into Lightning, he's mm-hmm. been into building his I've been own. Seeing his stuff. Yeah, his own his own node. So I think Cash App will introduce that eventually. Yeah. But yeah, I think Jack Mallers is the guy that went and got ahead of it with Strike. And uh, yeah, if Miami were to do it, 
they would have to probably use that type of service yep. or work with a bank that would do that service. Right. Because I think that's what Jack Mahler's had to do. He had to get a bunch of approval, and then he had to get together with a bank that was willing to say, hey, for the amount of traffic you're going to bring into us, we'll do this conversion for you at very mm-hmm. low cost, low fee. Yep. So the city of Miami would have to do that. Get yep. with a bank, the local bank, uh, you know, nationwide bank, and mm-hmm. say, hey, our employees are now under your deposit. Do the mm-hmm. transaction in the background. Yep. But I... I, I yeah. Because then they can't get it, technically. You can't... Yeah, no, they, it, it's probably... I mean, the money they get, it's probably what after tax. Right, and then the conversion happens. Yeah. Meaning, meaning that if I made 500 bucks and I wanted 250 in cold storage, yeah. they're not just going to settle with, okay, well, we'll tax you 250. They no, want to tax no, no. the 500. Yeah, they'll tax the whole thing. And then yeah. whatever you got left, you can get your split on that. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. I'll still do that, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting what's going on in that stuff, but... The, in the same way that's worth it, um, I'm considering the BlockFi loan yep. because it's like, all right, at 10%, it's like Bitcoin's going to grow so much that it, that's not even a, a, a bad idea. It's not. And if I, I'm going to buy that much Bitcoin this year. And I like your example on buying the car. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. You're getting the money fronted to buy the car now. Yeah. Right? Um, so I get it. And it, <laughs> it's scary that that stuff is even possible right now. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I wonder, yeah. I wonder how many like big players have done this. Isn't like, that? Ima- yo, imagine if you had 200 Bitcoin. Yeah. In BlockFi, like Jason Williams or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, why I think ever he has like 30 million in. Why ever take it out? So you could literally just BlockFi loan and get more and. Yeah, or live off the interest. <laughs> he, you, yeah, he could live off the interest. He could just withdraw the interest and not need a loan. That's crazy, but man. Yeah, a million it, in it's interest, crazy. Bro. It's crazy that it could happen. Um, but yeah, no, there's, no, you know, listen, fin- not financial advisors. I don't know yeah. why we have to say that anymore. That should be like <laughs> in the bottom of the screen. <laughs> When we're talking about this stuff, right. you know, you go your own way, but I do like the fact that these avenues open up. Yeah. And even if Jose doesn't like it, or even if Ben doesn't like an avenue, it doesn't mean you can't explore it. Oh, absolutely. Explore it. Check yeah. it out. Let us know. You might yeah. want to put us on to something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this market is changing quick. But I do, Preston Pish, shout out to him mm. because his message is consistent, which yeah. is these places better pony up. Yeah. I don't think they're understanding that this isn't just traditional stuff that we could just make more of. Like real estate, we were talking about. Preston mm-hmm. Pish is really like, he's not making the argument that some other dudes make where it's like, nah, you know, cold store because the 4% ain't worth it. He's taking the other stand, which is like, I want to play with you guys, but 4% ain't enough to be at the table. Mm-hmm. And I like that message. He's going to get a lot of change to happen for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when a company comes through with 20%. Yeah. 30%. When it gets harder to find. Yeah, yeah. But the next few years, yeah. Yeah, man. People are going to be able to live off the Bitcoin they have stored. In, in that example. Bro. But they got to pony up. How can I get more, man? I think everybody wants like, to could Michael Saylor can raise a billion dollars. I can't even raise a million. Like, different it's network, network but, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Different network, for it's sure. It's crazy. Yeah, but he, he, that's his strategy, too. Now, let, hold on. Let's, let's, not, let's get back to Michael Saylor. <laughs> All right, I have a, I have, I don't know, the devil's advocate take on yeah. Michael Saylor. I love Michael Saylor, by the way. I think he's needed for, for what we need, and this push has kind of been geared by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to take that away from him. But to play devil's advocate, the position of power, somebody mm-hmm. that does this strategy and can basically manipulate the market. To, if he's a great guy, fantastic. If he's a bad guy, though, mm-hmm. that ripple effect continues to go down. And yeah. the thing with me is human nature would tell us that he may not be a bad guy yet, at him in particular, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. But when new just, avenues open up, absolutely, those decisions could become more absolutely power power hungry, power mm-hmm. control. So my thing is, is it it could be a lot of numerous ways. It could be you pump so much money into this that when you get to your number, screw everybody else, and then you dump out, and then yeah. we see this massive plummet. 
It could be a thing where you own so much of it that now we have to go to you to kind of get it shillinged out. Yeah. So we got to buy micro strategy products to get cash back. So my thing is this, and this has probably been asked and somebody's answered it. You know, what is the protection hedge against guys like him or companies like Amazon or the federal government could just keep printing money and buy Bitcoin of that and them having the majority of the pot when there's only so much of this? Yep. Now, the easy problem is, I mean, the easy uh, you know, comfort point is, is that if you're in, these guys are going to make your price skyrocket. So mm-hmm. you're going to be much more wealthy just because they're in. But the long term reality is this. If they have the majority, if we want to compare this to land and they have more land, they have the advantage. Mm-hmm. Sort of like in history, who's ever had the most guns usually wins that conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing with Michael Schiller. You don't have a fear of that at all, or you do, or? Um, in terms of him, not I'm not really thinking that far out. I'm kind of yeah. just enjoying his content. Yeah. And his perspective. I like that. Uh, yep. Is it, Does the idea that too much power creates ultimate corruption, yeah. right, to our detriment? Absolutely, that's there. Yeah. How do we stop it? Can we stop it? it? Would you rather be in peril in Bitcoin or in peril in fiat? Do you want to be holding cash when when the U.S. dollar is? I, I know your point. I know the answer, <laughs> but I I I also want to be in the free market. Yeah, bro, I, I'm, right, I do right. too. So I, do too. I don't care if it's fiat or Bitcoin. If it's yeah. no longer a free market, right? We're going right back to the same old shit. Yeah. Somebody's gonna own it. Somebody's gonna control it. Somebody's gonna take it from us and say, Nah, I got your back. Here's these micro strategy certificates that's gonna hold the, your value of your Bitcoin down. Yeah. That can happen. How? Huh? How? Because he owns the majority of it. Sort of like when the U.S. government, when we moved from the gold standard, was basically fooling people into saying, hey, you can't store that. Come over here and store it. We'll give you the paper currency to the certificate. Mm -hmm. And then what do they do one day? Hey, uh, by the way, we have so much of this. We're going to move away from it. We're going to hold it. But it's illegal for you to have it now. And here we are. Mm -hmm. So change that gold analogy for Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once again, he's not a bad dude now. Yeah. But what happens when you get powerful? What happens mm-hmm. when you start seeing the new doors open for you? Where it's like, from now. It, 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 it may not even be in our lifetime. It may yeah. be in the, in the, right? So we skip on by this and we make our millions off of it and we just keep, got it. But that's the thing. And it's, you can't stop it because it's a yeah. free market. He can buy just like we can buy. Right. Uh, and there's no limit to him. You know, Jeff Bezos would come and buy a gazillion mm-hmm. of it or whatever. Um, but that's the fear that I have with him. And my messages with Michael Saylor are mixed because of that. Yeah, a thousand percent love his message. I yeah. love his, his the way he talks, the way composure, the blueprint he built was just genius. Yeah, I love what he's doing, and we needed this. Yeah, right? like as you know, the everyday person, we wouldn't be able to network this thing up ourselves. We needed guys mm-hmm. like him. But you know, my mind likes to wander, and yeah. when it wanders down the road, no, it's I think yeah. it's it's warranted. And replace him with anybody. Replace him with yeah, Elon. Yeah, replace him with Amazon. Replace him with whoever the hell you want. And mm-hmm. same problem. Yeah. But yeah, eventually somebody could hold so much of it that they say. We have the power, you know, uh, and they have the money, so they have the technology, whatever, everything on their side, and then they can just say, well, hold up. You can't buy Bitcoin, but you can buy these certificates that equal Bitcoin. You can exchange in that fashion. Yeah. We're going to have to follow suit because we want exposure to this, and then we get this fiat system where he can just keep making these bills. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about that in our lifetime? Not very little. That was advocate, once again. (laughs) Uh, No, I just, I just, for the listener. Right, like this sounds like a valid concern, right? The same, the same way. Okay, the same way. Like I talked to my boy George, and he was like, you know, what if they just cut off the internet? Uh, That one's a zero. I was like, oh, well, if they cut off the internet, your credit card and debit card ain't gonna work either. 
Well, if listen, to cut out the internet, you would have to cut out the power. And if the power goes, you're right. This is a different world. Yeah. <laughs> you're not worried about your ATM. You're not worried about Bitcoin. Now, at that point, you better have some chickens and some farming yeah. going on. Because you, you still haven't played uh, The Division 2, right? I have not. Yeah. You got to get on that. Yeah, but it's that lifestyle. Maybe I feel of... a little touchy right now because I, I, <laughs> last night on the, on the Jose Burgos podcast, I just talked to a prepper. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, listen, is. man. If we talked a little bit about Bitcoin, and he yeah. was like, you know, I got a buddy who dabbles. That's good. But when uh, when the when the lights go out, this this ain't about the recording. <laughs> yeah, He's bro. a great dude too, by the way. Yeah. And it's true. But once again, that's that's a different problem, right? Yeah. At that point, no matter. But to answer your Michael Saylor question four, yeah. as for the internet leaving the whole world, yeah. zero for me. I don't right. think that's gonna happen. Elon Musk is shooting it from space. If, if it were to happen, he's, he's oh, doing yeah, it through Starlink. Yeah. And other satellites. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's other people that are doing that. I think there's a company that has a Bitcoin connection somewhere up in the satellite. I could be wrong. Crazy. Marty, Marty Bent, he talked about that in one of his episodes before. I don't know if it was trolling or if it was real. Yeah. But I think there is a company that has a, a, a copy of the blockchain, basically, and it's wow. basically signaling that. Yes, sir. So, I mean, whether that's satire or real, like the idea that that can be real. And it could happen. And they can literally shoot internet from space. Yeah, yeah. And then that gets the signal to keep. And in that sense, it's like Michael Saylor talks about, or maybe it's the Bitcoin standard where it's like uh, a nuclear bomb can't stop Bitcoin. Yeah. Because that's just one area. Yeah. That would yeah. Have, listen, th this is the thing. Like, if that stuff happens, we're not worried about Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all cool to fantasize about. But yeah, if you guys are thinking that you're going to hold Bitcoin to survive a nuclear disaster, yeah. you'd have messed up. You got yeah, your yeah, thought yeah. process all messed up. Yeah. But, you know, if the world continues at least not destruction-free, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, but the, the, the gentleman I was talking to about last night was like, yeah, people always think about nukes and, and, and electricity going down. Yeah, what about, like, real pandemics? Like, yeah. That is the fear that most preppers have. And it's not, you know, that a nuclear disaster is going to happen, which could happen is, is that there'll be a real plague that'll really wipe people out. And yeah. that's, you're not going to care about Bitcoin in that scenario. I won't, at least. Yeah. So th th that's a whole different thing. But... The Michael Saylor thing can happen, man. If you, if you keep reminding people that there's only so much of this, then the obvious thing to do is conquer. You have to yeah. have as much of this. as You just said it yourself. I wish I had more. Don't you think he wishes the same thing? Mm -hmm. Of course he does. Everybody does. So that's when it becomes scary. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime, but if I plan on passing this on to my children, I don't want it to be in their lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, 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 there's no way for me to take this. You know, if he's doing that, then let me try to cash in while I can and ride yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just my brain thinking, man. Devil's yeah. advocate stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were talking about Elon Musk and how, like, how can someone get everything right and be so powerful and be the richest man on earth and buy 1.5 billion Bitcoin? Crazy. And send regular people to space. Smoke weed on and, Rogan. And smoke weed on Rogan. <laughs> like, he's the coolest cool guy ever. Yeah. But when does he... I mean, they're, they're talking about Neuralink. We're going to put a chip in your brain and it's going to help you walk again and it's yeah. going to do this but at what point does that just take over your brain like yeah. your being at what point are you just a half robot yeah yeah but i, I like that stuff but i don't like that oh, stuff I, I just think we're going there anyways uh yeah. it's just one of those things like it's just evolution uh the earliest version of that maybe even uh, there was earlier ones but exos exoskeleton suits for like the military yeah. and stuff like yep. that's literally making your body do stuff that it can't do on its own yeah but so that's just an extension of that but yeah once we get to the point where we have radio broadcaster devices sitting in our head goes back to what you believe it goes back to like is this really helping me in solving yeah. a problem or am i just so creeped out that i'm gonna live in a cave pretty much because yeah i don't know man society has a way of making you do it or not do it and if you yeah. don't do it you'll be the guy in the cave mm -hmm. and if you do it 
then you're going to be part of connected to this network where you can make more money and make more, you know, easier and you can be connected to other people and you could do. So it's, do you want to play? If you want to yeah. play, there's a sign up form for you to play. If you don't yeah. want to play, go live in a cave. Yeah. So I, I agree with you, Neuralink and scary, but I think that'll change for you, God forbid. You know, uh, I think that'll change for you if you were to end up in an accident, you couldn't use your legs anymore. Oh, for sure. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. they'll get you somehow. For, for me, like, that's the only... Uh, at this point, that's yeah. the only way I would do it. They just need a way in, though. That's it. For sure. And once they're in, though, I mean, like, oh, let me give you this software update really fast. <laughs> it's going to make your legs run better. E- even with the current vaccine, there's some Facebook chatter where it's it's an RNA, DNA thing, and a lot of people are denying it for that reason because there hasn't been something like this before. And it's just like, yeah, when you start messing with the our internal components or, like, you can control right. our, our DNA or our brain, like, that's wild, bro. I've seen we've seen enough movies. I, yeah. I haven't. What is it? Carbon Filter. I haven't watched. Uh, what's that Netflix show? Oh, uh, Black Netflix Mirror. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, he threw me off. I was like, Wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> there's a reason. Like, I don't watch stuff like that. Yeah, because it's I too real. It. It's even with the stuff I watch now. It's like, oh yeah, that's predictive programming. This, yeah, this stuff. They're they're foreshadowing it. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And fear mongering, right? Like it's Man. it's easy to implement these things. COVID is a perfect example. Yeah. If you are scared half to death, you're gonna get the shot. Right. Uh, and then they can do whatever they will at that yeah. point. And that goes across the board. If, you know, whatever, whatever solve problem they're going to solve, they, they know yeah. how to push those. It's marketing. They know how to yeah. push those pain points and they know how to get it to you. Uh, but yeah, man, these guys are just on another level. Uh, and, you know, Bill Gates talking about the other day that everybody should eat, you know, synthetic beef. Are you, get out of here. What's it? He has the most farmland. How do, of course he, he owns does. the most farmland. Because he's a In smart America. guy. Because he's a prepper. <laughs> he's ahead oh. of the ball. But my thing is, yeah, like how. How does he get into the money, I'm sure, but how do you get into the tables to even have this conversation? When did you become the health guy? He sits behind the Gates Foundation board. The cover-up. He has all the money in the world, and you can, behind a a foundation that's like a nonprofit, you can do whatever it is. Pretty much, yeah. And and if you ever did something bad and it came back on you, like, it's almost like an LLC. Yeah. Like, you won't be directly charged for the crime. Gotcha. Um, And in the name of philanthropy, he's able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, why is he talking about a vaccine schedule? Well, that's the thing. Like, a when, software guy. Well, what I mean is, like, I know that that's how he gets to the table, but as yeah. a network effect thing, how yeah. are the people just, like, falling? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, who said, oh, man, that Bill Gates health advice right there. Yeah. Like, listen, like, hey, let's eat fake meat. Talk to me about operating systems. Like, right. <laughs> like, why are we talking about you, food, you with the sky, you do Like, what are you doing? What, what's happening here, dude? But then again. I want to re- rewatch Interstellar, but I don't because... Yeah. If it feels like predictive programming to Bill Gates wanting to block out the sun, which he wants to do, which, uh, doesn't that occur in Interstellar? No, no. There's a, there are massive sandstorms. Yeah, but I don't think that's because they blocked out the sun. I think that's just because, like, you know, atmospheric levels. Basically, our time is up here. We've polluted gotcha. it enough. We've destroyed okay. it enough. Uh, I could be wrong. I didn't miss anything about darkening the sky. Uh, Matrix talks about darkening the sky. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the Terminators talks about the machines darkening the sky. Crazy, bro. Yeah, for sure. But nah, the, the interstellar thing was that basically we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, and we're in our last stands, and that's what keeps happening. We keep having like constant. Gotcha. Earth needs to get out. Matthew McConaughey travels through a black hole to basically get ahead of everything and gotcha. solve it. That's an amazing movie. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. And I think as soundtrack, a, I think it was Hans Zimmer. As, uh, what yeah. you're gonna love is the video. I think you're just yeah. gonna be like, wow, like the angles they got. Oh, I've, the watched it. I've watched it like a few times already. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. I go back to that. But I, ha- I haven't watched it on the 75 inch. So. I went IMAX on it. I wish I would have did that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. someone on Twitter said, "I have one regret, and it's that I didn't watch Interstellar on IMAX." Oh, nice. I'm glad I'm yeah. one of the few then. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. It was incredible, but yeah. we were just going on day. We saw a bunch of movies on yeah. IMAX. Uh, but 
crazy, man. I, I don't know where this Michael Saylor thing goes. Um, yeah. I don't know where any of these guys, I don't know if there's any way to protect it. Stay humble, stack sets. Yeah. That's what I tell the average person. Um, yeah. There's a lot of hoopla. There's a lot of billionaires making moves. Yes, we can get in those circles as well. Uh, you're living proof of that. You, you, know, you maneuver with that thought process and all that. But I think it's, you know, people want to be safe. People want to yeah. store their wealth. Stay humble and just stack every you know, dollar cost average. Get your way in. Don't worry about the millionaires. Worry about you. Uh, I mean, this thing is changing yeah. by the day. 52 grand. I know. We walked by that like if it was new. We're so numb to like new all-time highs that 52 I, hit. My personal goal for this year <laughs> was like this range. But I didn't think it would happen until like December. And it's I'm, February 10th, 11th. What, what's today's date? 14th? I don't know. We just passed Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it all feels blurred together. It's, yeah. it's all moving so fast. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I keep using his name, but I, I've been listening to him a lot. But Preston Pish has 80K by April, six figures by summer. Well, yeah, uh, 100K summer. Uh, Kaiser keeps saying 220K still in play. Yeah. That's about to go kaboom. That's about crazy, to be a lot of listen, a lot of viewers leaving their jobs in the next that's, room. <laughs> that's crazy. What are you doing? It hits two fifty. I don't know. Evaluate my numbers and see what's yeah. going on here. But it, it would definitely be an interest move. Like I would have to like be able to live off my interest in order to yeah. like basically yeah. say, yeah, like yeah. yo, I, even if I sit on the couch for the rest of my life, yeah. this coin just sitting there. That that's what it would take. But I'm not. I, I don't really. Uh, I I price watch. To be able to embrace with my fellow Bitcoiners, right? Yeah. Like I, but on a, on a day to day basis, I'm not really a big price watcher because yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, I scope out more of the information. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to do, but um, I'm both. Yeah, I try yeah. to find more about the comfort in my asset. So, yeah. like, you know, the the dollar cost average and and stacking testing is automatic. Yeah. But now I focus a lot of my time in understanding it better, uh, being yeah. able to teach it better, uh, and just feel better overall about the happenings and what's happening and. Yeah. There's enough going on in that area where I don't have to price watch. Yeah. BlackRock, uh, they're investing in Bitcoin. They're the largest fund manager in the world. I think $7 trillion in assets. I think we talked about it last week where we were saying that all these companies are already buying. They're just not yeah. announcing it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. these price hikes, don't be yeah. surprised. Well, the, so I think when, when they make a move, they have to register it with the SEC. And I okay. think that's what happened when the Tesla news came out. Okay. Where it was like, oh, reportedly Tesla has filed to purchase X amount. Um, but yeah, man, when these big companies buy, it's for watching it, watching it, it's crazy. Uh, Michael Saylor has bought a billion worth. He's buying uh, another billion worth. Yeah, 900 or something like that last time I checked. Yeah, yeah. I know every CFO is talking about this. It is kind of K by summer would yeah. be sweet. <sighs> I'm such a geek. Yeah. I just don't want those guys to have it. It's weird. Yeah. Like this is, yeah, it's whatever. It helps us out. So I'm not like, like usually somebody who hasn't bought Bitcoin or is very early on would feel like, no, like wait for yeah. me. I don't feel that way. I'm just like, man, this is yeah. really the people's money. And y'all yeah, over here. Yeah, messing it up. Not messing it up because it's right. They're doing the right thing. They're storing yeah. value in their company. They have to store value too. They have to do these smart things. Yeah. It's just like. Well, so Michael Saylor breaks it down and he's like, when you're a company, you're a collective of energy. And he's like, in the fiat terms, if you don't have cash flow, yeah. you're pretty much dead. Yeah. Right? A business needs cash flow to survive. And if you have your cash flow in cash, it's eroding, right? If, if you're in a boat, there's a hole in the boat and there's water getting in. And he kind of breaks it down that way. And he's yeah. like, when a business buys Bitcoin, they're buying an asset that's going to continue to grow. Yeah. So all of their collective energy isn't for nothing. No, yeah. And like when he breaks it down like that, it's like, yeah, businesses should have this on their balance sheet. And everybody who 
would be in his position would do the same. I would be a fool not to do the same. Right. It's just the, once again the geek, yeah. you know, philosophical way. Yeah. It's like, come on, yeah. like the people will finally find something that's better than y'all, yeah. and then y'all are gonna come with y'all money and come yeah. flood this market. And yeah. like I just, I just told my wife earlier today, like, yo, this uh, uh, a dollar right now is getting you less than two thousand sets, like nineteen something, nineteen hundred. Let's round it. So what does the price need to be for a dollar in Bitcoin to be a dollar in a set? I don't know, but that's what everybody's been running around lately. Two, is it two thousand times this? Maybe. I don't know the number, but I know that that's, that's what people so are saying. Um, I don't know if you've heard it lately. Satoshi Millionaire is what people are saying. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. calling it that. So I think that's what it is. I think it's one of those things where, um, yeah, eventually you aim for get one set, one dollar. The majority of the population is going to be paid. Yeah. But that's the thing is that these guys are coming in. They're buying the gold or the Mona Lisa or whatever, you know, example you want to put there. And it's getting more and more expensive for, you know, the normal person to try to change their life and play. Um, is that a bad thing? No, because if yeah. you were a business owner, you would probably be doing the same thing, uh, mm-hmm. like a major one like he is. Um, but it's just me, just my personal opinion. I want this to be the people's money. Yeah. Um, I don't want the old fiat rules to exist here. Uh, yeah. Maybe they can be better, improved, right. but if they're like anywhere near what they are in fiat terms, the market's going to get washed, and it's just going to be who can put up the most money for most money, and then let's go find the theorem at that point and go do right. something else. This is going to get yeah. nasty. Um, but... It's still exciting. It's yeah. still fun. And I like to say I don't know shit about shit. Yeah. So I'll observe, man. Let's see, let's see where we're going to go from here, man. For sure. Same here. 52. I can't believe we just greased over that and then even freaking bring it up to like the end of the episode. Yeah. 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 But what? It's, it, it, every week it's, it's a new high. Every two, every lately, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Lately it's every day because institutions are buying. But the news um, too. It's like every day is pow, pow. You just wake up and there's a new pow. And it's like, jeez. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun though. I mean, but what, what was the feeling when the steel industry was here? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. You know what I mean? And when they moved to oil or kerosene and like, or electricity. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what did it feel like? Innovations, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're, exciting. We just reached that point where we're at a new plateau. I think that's what the whole sovereign individual is about. The book yep. is getting into that age. Yep. Being able to adapt though. But anyways, we're an hour yeah. in. We're good? Yeah, we're good. All right, guys, please rate, share, and subscribe this episode. We can continue to have these conversations with your guys' feedback and your guys' love. We appreciate y'all, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Later.